This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are so blessed to have Susan Piper with us. Susan is she's a late consecrated woman based out of Kansas City, Kansas, been very intimately connected to the Catholic Spiritual Mentorship Program, forming people in practical evangelization and also spiritual mentorship. A special welcome to you, Susan. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, our topic we wanted to talk about, it's the beginning of the year. It's the first few weeks of the year. And we wanted to talk about growing in friendship and the two most important understandings of friendship with Jesus Christ and also friendship with others and how that's important as, as we grow in faith. And so we're going to divide it up into two segments. So let's just start to talk about who helped you to have, helped you grow in your love, just growing in your friendship with Jesus Christ. Well, I have to say I come from a good Catholic family, although truth be said, my dad was not of any faith. He he believed in Christ, of course, but it was only after 50 years of marriage that he came into the Catholic Church, thanks to my mother's example, he said to us. <laughs> but uh-huh, um, sure. having said that, my mom would always make sure that all five of us kids made it to Mass every Sunday. <laughs> and that was a, a real endeavor, let me tell you, because my mom oftentimes was alone in the sense that dad being a lieutenant commander in the navy was on the ship six months a year three months whatever it was so mm-hmm. she she had to take care of the ship at home <laughs> but yet she, we yeah. never missed a mass on sunday so i have to say i owe a lot to the fact that mom did that and also because they made it happen that we went to Catholic schools all five kids of us and so that really was a good background but the person that really had an impact on my spiritual life, on my relationship, my friendship with Jesus, no doubt, was Father Salvatore Scorza. Father Salvatore Scorza is a priest of the Archdiocese of Rome, Italy, and was, quote-unquote, on loan to the Diocese of Santa Rosa in Northern California in the 1970s and was placed in my parish in Napa, California. And I was a typical teenager going to college, but would come home on weekends. And Mm -hmm. providentially, I ran into him. And uh, out of curiosity, I took an appointment with him. And that was the turning point for me with regards to my relationship with Jesus. I always look back to that many moons ago, 43 years ago. And Mm -hmm. it was in the first real conversation with him, with Father Salvatore, that I began my, uh, I call it, incredible adventure with with Jesus. And that friendship has only, as far as I can see, developed over these 40-some years. And from that first conversation, like, what was the next, like, spark? Like, what was the next step of, like, yeah, I do want to grow my love for Christ. What were the next steps? Sometimes it helps hearing, how did you grow? And what were the, what's step one and step two and step three of that? (laughs) Well, I, I think... Step one, two, three uh, to a million were right in that first conversation that lasted a couple of hours. I know that sounds strange, but I really think the Holy Spirit was working overtime, Father Brian, in that encounter. 
because he asked a fundamental question that the answer has and is and continues to be my guiding star. He asked me, Susan, what is the goal of your life? Why are you living? And I, you know, remember typical teenager, 19, 18, 19. I said to him, well, my goal is I'm going to get my degree in science and I'm going to go on and get my my specialization in dietology because I want to help people. I'm going to get married, have lots of kids and live in the country. So I had it all planned out. So I figured those were the goals. And he looked at me and he said, those are important. In some cases, necessary goals, but they're not the goal, the reason why you're here on earth. And I said, well, what uh, what is that? And he said, to become a saint. And I almost like, I probably almost fell off my chair because <laughs> ever since I was a kid, I had read the lives of the saints, watched the movies on the lives of the saints. But I always thought that, that the holiness was for a few chosen people. I have to be happy to get one foot in purgatory. And this priest is telling me, nope, you're called to be a saint. And there's no doubt about it. That was the, that truth was right then in their life transforming. And as I said, it's accompanied me continuously to this day. And then in the same conversation, so the goal became very clear to me. Now, Mm -hmm. I obviously didn't realize realize that or fulfill that goal. And I hope I will someday. But Mm -hmm. the second thing you said was, that is the goal. What is the best, if you want to say, instrument or tool to keep you on the right path towards that goal? And uh, I didn't know. And he said, it's daily prayer, especially, especially and above all, daily mental prayer, a.k.a. Catholic meditation. And of course, I'd never heard that either. So that has been, if you want to say, the next step. It was right away. I began to do meditation every day. And that has developed my relationship with Jesus tremendously and deepened by prayer life. Of course, because that is prayer. Right, right. <laughs> That's prayer. And, and Susan, you, you were a great, just being part of the Catholic Spiritual Mentorship Program, where you just emphasize, like, pray with the daily readings or take the scripture of the day and just to pray more deeply Tell me more about what does that look like? There's so much to share. To meditate, we need a good book. Now, of course, the Word of God of the day is great, awesome. If you have like the Magnificat or you have even just your Bible, that you could follow along with the passages of the Mass, that's great too. I personally like to use books that comment on the readings for the Mass because, you know, why reinvent the wheel? But that's me. You know, the Word of God has a power in itself. You don't need commenters and things like that. But I do. I'm a little more dense, you know, <laughs> or dense or whatever, <laughs> you know. So, But there's lots of good books out there, like In Conversation with God by Francisco Carvalho, or Imitation of Christ, or Divine Intimacy, Our Daily Bread, Our Daily Word, The Legionnaire of Christ put out every day a meditation. There's all kinds of good resources. The book is important, though, because it can help us to keep on the track, on the right track, as we're meditating, going through our meditation. So we would say shortly, briefly, read, reflect, resolve. Read so the passage, talk to Jesus about it, continue the conversation with him, reflect on it, and then continue the conversation. And then before you end your time, which typically it would be a half hour for mental prayer meditation, but 
Uh, I always say we give a discount to our new clients. You could begin with 15 minutes, even 10 minutes. <laughs> Just make it consistent every day. But end your meditation with something practical that you glean from your meditation that you're going to attempt to live out during the day. And I tell you honestly, many times my resolution is simply the title of the meditation, something I can remember and call back to mind during my day. That's right. So read, reflect, reflect. and then resolve before the end. Resolve. So it's, it really is like thinking more deeply with to have the mind and the heart of Jesus Christ. That's the beautiful <laughs> gift. And I, I remember asking the question, because even as a priest, when I was preaching, I used to say, well, maybe we start people with like five minutes a day and kind of work our way up. And then I think it was you and others that were like, no, how can you really have a, a deeper conversation if it's five minutes? Mm-hmm. And to reflect it, you know, have, you know, the first few minutes anyway, you're kind of getting settled that if we really want to be open to hearing the Lord speak, we have to give them some intentional time every day. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, is it 10 or 15 minutes? Is it 15 or 20 minutes? Can you work it up to, uh, to 20 to, to 30 minutes? How beautiful. But it's that intentional daily time with the living word of God that was. It's your daily date with Jesus. Your daily mm-hmm. date with Jesus. Are you going to stand him up? He's not going to stand us up. But we might stand him up. <laughs> yeah. Put your money where your mouth is, as they like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing also that image of can't cram relationships. They just have to be growing every day, every day. If we want to have the mind and heart of Christ, it's every day getting to know that and spending time with them, especially in his living word. These are great, great things. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the gift of friends friends and faith and how that encouraging so we'll be back in in a brief moment i'm father brian nolan for catholic review radio we'll be right back Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with a Catholic Review. Ascension St. Agnes Hospital in Baltimore has expanded its mental health and counseling offerings to enable patients with a smartphone or laptop to gain online access to find a counselor, make an appointment, or meet with a therapist. Through the app Ascension Online Care, patients can meet with psychiatrists for support and medication or therapists, including both psychologists and counselors, for help with life's challenges. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Pope Francis offered prayers for the people of the United States, shaken by what he called, quote, the recent siege on Congress, and also prayed for the five people who lost their lives when protesters stormed the Capitol January 6th. The Pope urged government leaders, quote, and the entire population to maintain a high sense of responsibility in order to soothe tempers, promote national reconciliation, and protect the democratic values rooted in American society, end quote. The Pope insisted that, quote, violence is always self-destructive, nothing is gained by violence, and so much is lost, end quote. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. 
the Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship and the Sacraments, asked priests to take special anti-COVID-19 precautions this year when distributing ashes on Ash Wednesday, February 17th, including sprinkling ashes on the top of people's heads rather than using them to make a cross on people's foreheads. The congregation's note on the distribution of ashes in time of pandemic was published on the congregation's website January 12th and directs priests to say the prayer for blessing the ashes and then sprinkling the ashes with holy water without saying anything. Sprinkling ashes on the top of people's foreheads rather than marking foreheads with ashes is the customary practice at the Vatican and in Italy. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. From the virtual newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm Kevin Parks. I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Every child enters the world with limitless potential. Potential of mind. Potential of body. Potential of spirit. If there was only a place where that potential could be nurtured and challenged every day, where the limits of greatness, once unseen, could now be within reach. Catholic Schools, rise above. With inviting surroundings, complete independence, and an unmatched quality of life, Mercy Ridge is the unparalleled choice for your retirement lifestyle. It's a way of living that promotes an active, healthier life. Located in Timonium, Maryland, Mercy Ridge Continuing Care Retirement Community features a beautifully landscaped 32-acre campus. The grounds, dining, and recreational amenities and residences are designed to provide a gracious lifestyle and a variety of exciting activities. Visit MercyRidge.com. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We're back with Susan Piper, just talking about friendship. At the beginning of the year, the first segment, we talked a little bit about growing in friendship with Jesus. It's a relationship, and especially through daily meditation, spending time with the scriptures, so it becomes more part of our mind and heart. But the second segment, we want to focus on the gift of friendships of faith and how they shape us and how they encourage us. Susan, can you speak more about that and how that's been a a great gift for your life? Oh, definitely. Uh, God has blessed me with so many wonderful friends and friendships that have helped me blossom as a woman. And I pray and I hope as a Christian Catholic woman, I, I always like to say that friendship, true friendship, spiritual friendship here on this earth with good, holy people is a foretaste of heaven. Because if we think about it, Father Brian, what is heaven? Heaven is friendship with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, all the saints and angels. Can you imagine how it's going to be? And we can have that here on this earth if we grow in virtue. 
many people, I made this discovery maybe 15 years ago, 16 years ago, about friendship as a virtue. I had never heard that before. I read it in a book, The Art of Friendship, by Professor Cutterbeck. He's from Christendom. Yes. And yes. that book is phenomenal on understanding friendship in a deeper way. And in it, he emphasizes the fact that friendship is a virtue. We think it's something spontaneous that just happens. And no doubt there is that aspect because as Blessed Allered would say in his beautiful book, Spiritual Friendship, which I highly recommend, was written centuries ago, he says true friendship is where the people involved have everything in common humanly and divinely. So I always like to say also that my hope is one day to be canonized in Rome. Yes. First of all, to show that if she did it, anyone can do it. (laughs) But I'd like to be canonized together with all my friends because with that, it would be a statement of that friendship is a highway to holiness and to heaven. That's why I would like it to to be a a canonization of friendship. (laughs) And isn't that, that, that's beautiful. When I was working with college students, remember that phrase, you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. That you show me the people you spend time with and I'll show you what you're going to be like and how people encourage you, even in our imperfection, right? But we we encourage one another and yeah, we're inspired by one another. That is a beautiful, beautiful gift. Also, do, do you remember, Sherry Waddell has a chapter about, I think it's called The 14 Friends That Changed France in oh, one of yes. her books where it just talks about how St. Francis de Sales and, uh, was a big influence on Jane Francis and vice versa. And they knew Vincent de Paul and they knew Louise de Marillac and Blessed Marie Acare was like hosting people in their house and, you know, just getting people together. And I know even just having more intentional conversations, not just talking about frivolous things, but like, let's talk about, yeah, how are you doing? Or or how how are we getting through with great faith the COVID times? Or, you know, just having a little bit more. Can you speak more about even just having more intentional conversations amongst friends? Can you speak to that? Well, one thing I would like to underline before I do is, as I said, friendship is a virtue. And so the more you grow in virtue, in all virtues, the more you can have deep, lasting friendships. That It doesn't mean that they can't be falling out, that that happens. We're vulnerable, we're weak in this world, obviously. But the more you are mature humanly and spiritually, the greater and the deeper your friendships and the more long-lasting your friendships will be. But it's, it's based on virtue. In fact, in the book I referred to before, Spiritual Friendship, my blessed Allard, he begins his book talking to some young novices in his monastery. He was the formator. And he said that friendship is a virtue and it's only for the mature, the mature humanly and spiritually. And so these novices said, well, then why are you talking to us about it? Because he said, you need to practice it like any other virtue. And so it's by practicing that you become better at the virtue of friendship also. Can you speak to a little bit more specifically, one of the things that things like the Catholic Spiritual Mentorship Program speaks about is in having intentional conversations, kind of raising the tide of a conversation. So they're not just always frivolous conversations, but it has more depth, is the more of a sharing of the heart. Can you speak to that? Like, what does that look like? Ah, what does that look like? Well, you don't want to force something 
and mm-hmm. that's not natural to you. So obviously, as you grow in your relationship with Jesus, or as we grow in our, and I'm just saying you, all of us, as mm-hmm. we grow in our relationship with Jesus, his desires, his interests, his mission becomes ever more in the front of your mind, in the forefront of your mind. So mm-hmm. you're wanting to talk about these things, but you're also wanting to find the right path to be able to talk to others about these things. So you are more attentive to the people in front of you. And I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm here with my parents right now in Napa. I'm assisting my elderly yes. parents. My dad's sad to say is in hospice here at home, 92-year-olds, and my mom's 88. Yes. But And I consider it a great godsend to be here. And I'm placed in the middle of my family, not only my parents, but I see my siblings that are grown up adults, married, and now are beginning to have grandchildren in this house. I am, I would never have thought about this, but I'm becoming a, an expert in football from, from last year when we had the Super Bowl. And I called my sister to say, what inning are we in? <laughs> right, right, right. We're doing the right. Super Bowl, you know, and I've made progress. And, and this is graded a friendship with my siblings where if we did have a friendship it was very very superficial but now it's becoming deeper and i'm able to talk to them about things that i could never talk about before but now i'm able to because i want to i want to enter into their lives more with the the the, the hope of, of developing friendships with them and, and deepening my love for them and hopefully theirs for me and maybe one day that could help also in their relationship with Jesus, no doubt, my relationship with Jesus. So it's a gradual, intentional conversation. You can't just, sometimes you can begin to talk about deeper things and about Jesus, but sometimes you can't. We have to develop the relationship to be able to talk about deeper and deeper things. You need to be intentional about it, but you need to be also aware of who you're speaking with. Right. So part of it is just being interested in other people, like caring about that's, that's what friends friends do. Yeah. Friends care about things that other people loving a person and learning about things that, that that they love. And and that is the gift of friendship, where you share those type of things, which can lead to those deeper conversations. Yeah. You hit the nail on its head. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what would you describe? I mean, you've cultivated. Some, I mean, I, I, I think I thought I heard the statistics that say, you know, most people uh, don't have one or two close friends, don't even have one or two close friends. But you've had an art of really cultivating these friendships. Can you speak more about about that, about the grace, and and how how are you in, intentional about that, about growing in the virtue of friendship and being a good friend and and cultivating that virtue? Well, it's it's totally a gift from God. I I I have come to love people that I meet along the way <laughs> and that's to right. want to interact with everyone. I, I, that's the problem. I talk with everyone. I talk with the walls. I talk, talk, talk right. next to me on a plane. I just love to talk with people. For me, it's an adventure to get to know a person and, and try to to deepen a friendship, even though it may not go very far in this sense, because I may never see this person that's sitting next to me on the plane, but it, it's, a, it's not something that 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 I can say I acquired it. It's, it's something God's been giving me and increasing me ever more. It's a curiosity. It's a desire 
to want to know the person and to get to to share with them, you know, about uh, I want to know them really legitimately. I I'm just curious. What can I say? And then and then because I love God so much, I just want to share that and and I test the waters with them to see are they interested, are they not? And then when they ask me about my life, then it's it's a no brainer then <laughs> because I'm married That's to right. Jesus and have been for 42 years, so I get right into it whether they want to or not. <laughs> and so yes, you have to be intentional about the conversations, obviously. And, and but you have to know your and I hate to use this word, excuse me, Father, if I do, but you have to know your audience. That's a bad term. Right, right, sure. You have to know your friends. You have to know mm-hmm. your friends, even though it may be a very initial friendship that may not develop. But I tend to want to pray for those people that I've met even on the plane. <laughs> and I promise that's right, that, I, that's right. that I will and I do. So And, and I've heard I've thing. heard it I've heard it said in this thing in this sense where a person says and it's not uncommon for friends to introduce you to other friends. So sometimes talking yes. about God, it's like, yeah, it's naturally going to be part of my conversation <laughs> because the Lord is one of my friends. So that You're right when you say friends tend to, they don't want to limit themselves. They want to introduce. So when I meet a friend and really come to love this friend, then I want to share him with or her with everyone else because I think right. he's so or she's so good for me. I think he could do or she could do the same thing with others. So I, I want to share friends with all my friends. Wonderful. Well, time flies. It has such been a blessing having Susan Piper with us and really just beginning this new year talking about really growing in friendship, friendship with the Lord, friendship with Jesus, and then friendship with others because it is a virtue. It does take love and time and attention, and yet it's such a great gift that one of the gifts the Lord has given us. So many blessings to you. Uh, Susan, thank you for joining us and many blessings to all of our listeners. Father Happy Brian New Year and for, thank you. Yes, thank I'm you, Father, Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. May God bless you. You're probably not getting much church news in your daily newspaper or on your local TV station. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full time. There are so many ways to stay in touch with the Catholic Review. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Catholic Review Media will inspire, teach, inform, and engage you wherever your faith takes you. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.